And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, and today we're going to talk with Pastor Esdras Ferraris and Pastor Sergio Nava of Sanito de Alabanza Church in Cicero. I'm an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are a Christian law firm that focuses on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning to not-for-profit administration and religious freedom. You can find out more about us by going to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments about faith and the law. Pastor Ferraris and Pastor Nava have uh, been leaders of Sonido de Alabanza, which means, by the way, Sound of Praise, for over 13 years. After watching God grow their church rapidly, they set out to expand into a new building and for uh, their congregation. This project uh, faced many, many trials. I know them firsthand because I was a lawyer working with them, but it is being led by God every step of the way. Their ultimate vision is to win Chicago for Christ, no matter what the price. Pastor Ferraris and Pastor Nava, welcome to our show. Hello, Rich. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Rich. I'm very glad to be here. In that introduction, I mentioned that uh, you grew rapidly, and along the way, you had many trials in doing that. Let's start out. First, tell me a little bit about your church. Well, uh, we're a Hispanic church in Cicero. We've been in Cicero for about 26 years now, in Chicago since uh, '81. Uh, and uh, we're a growing Hispanic church. We minister to the community that's here in Cicero and in Chicago, um, preach the gospel through cell groups. We have a dynamic congregation. Praise and worship is uh, one of our center uh, focuses, but we do a lot of prayer, a lot of uh, teaching, and a lot of family counseling. I heard in that uh, small groups, that's a major part of your church, if I understand. Is that correct? That's actually the heart of the church. Um, that's how we do outreach, and we need most of our new people through what the cell groups do. Well, um, there's another unique aspect. You're a Hispanic Mennonite church. Yes. And um, that is something that when I first began to work with you, that was an, something very intriguing to me. Tell me a little bit about that background and, and how that plays in your uh, ministry in Cicero. Well, my father uh, comes from the Dominican Republic, and he was born into the Mennonite Church. Uh, the Mennonite Church went to his village, uh, first missionaries, uh, I believe that was like in 1941 or so. And um, so we were born into the Mennonite Church, and um, that's our affiliations uh, throughout the Dominican Republic. Uh, we had ministry in Puerto Rico after that, and then here in Chicago when we came. It was through the Mennonite Church, and we're still uh, working with them in different uh, capacities. But, uh, how, does, how does that play out, that, that you're Mennonite in a uh, population of Hispanics that have uh, 
generally have a Catholic background? Like like anywhere, I, I think um, the challenge we have is that the uh, Catholic Church has been everywhere in our in our countries, in our Hispanic countries, and um, our focus is to uh, let people know about Christ, uh, let them know how to worship and how to uh, have a personal relationship with the Lord, and and that is uh, always a challenge. There's a lot of tradition in uh, in our culture. There's a lot of a lot of uh, people that were born into that tradition, and so uh, we just want pe- people to know Jesus uh, through the Word of God. And that's what we try to do. Now, I understand that, uh, as a matter of fact, I don't understand, I know it for, as a fact, having been to your church, uh, you're a growing church. How, how large is your church? All right, now we have over 1,200 members, and uh, we do that with two services on Sundays, and also, again, the cell groups have helped us reach more people through friends, neighbors, uh, you know, people have a, a need of prayer and we send people to pray for, you know, pe- some people would reject the gospel, but they won't reject someone praying for their need. And so that's always an open door. Uh, this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malkin Baker. Today, Pastor Ferraris and Pastor uh, Nava of Sanito de Alabanza are with us to discuss the church's journey through expansion and growth and what God is now doing with them in Cicero in the Chicago area. Uh, Sergio, I wanted to get back to you, or Pastor Nava, as I should uh, address you. <laughs> We've worked so so closely together with regard to your building project that I sometimes uh, don't properly uh, address you. But uh, tell us a little bit about this growth that's taken place with the church and, and the blessing and problems that it's created. By the way, Rich, just so you know, my mom does not call me pastor. She calls me Nico, <laughs> which is my son in Spanish. You can call me whatever you want. It's that familiarity, I think, Rich, that, that familiar feeling um, that we have. And it's been, you know, it, it grew into a very strong bond. And I dare say friendship, I think you would agree with that. I would Over the really course of the that. last years, right? And, and so you are so correct. Uh, as a growing church, the challenge always is... Uh, space to be able to serve all the people that are coming to your door uh, from different backgrounds and, and with all kinds of need. And so we needed to, uh, to really begin planning ahead. And one of the, uh, interestingly enough, one of the first uh, options for us was to use the building that we're in now, which it's, just an, it's an old American Legion post, and, you know, expand it. And we saw, we looked at the numbers, and it didn't make sense for us. And so we began to look for an architect that can help us plan uh, for a brand-new facility uh, on a property that we had just purchased on the street, coincidentally enough, from where we are. And that's the route that we took. Um, But I think uh, that's the challenge of a growing church, just looking for ways to better serve your community. Well, I think there's two things going on here. Not all churches are growing. So uh, you're living out the very call that God has given you. Uh, And with that call, it always comes problems. Um, I hope our listeners, uh, particularly pastors, elders, and others who are listening, are listening carefully because whenever a church gets involved in a building project, whether it's a new property or a renovation and expansion of the other one. There are a lot, a lot of details that go into it. Give us a little bit of a background as to uh, what you went through 
uh, in your building project? Yes, of course, uh, and you're so right. I think uh, when pastors begin to even think about expanding, I, I think uh, our you know, excitement gets the best of us at times, and you don't really consider all of the potential uh, pitfalls and then maybe challenges, you know, the, all the hang-ups that could, you know, pop up along the way. But one of the things is you have to first uh, establish, I believe, a good relationship with the village or the town that you're in. Uh, little did we know when we started this uh, that they would go on to become a great partner for us, and uh, had I known that from from very early on, I think I would have approached my relationship with the town a little differently. Uh, but but all of that, what, what that includes also, Rich, is just finding out if zoning allows for new church construction on the site that you have either purchased or you were thinking of acquiring through purchase. A lot of the times, uh, pastors will go on and, and, and buy property, not knowing that the designation for that particular lot is it, not suitable for a church. They'll, they'll want a store instead, a strip mall, or anything else. And so then now you, you're sitting on a vacant lot or a vacant property that you cannot use for religious use or for, for, for church purpose, ministry purpose. And so uh, that's one. I, I think the other items are, and anybody would agree, it's, it's, it's finances. How are your church's finances? Uh, I, I know that we are people of faith, and we are called uh, to, pardon the pun, but call things into existence, and, and you're supposed to believe that God can provide. But I also believe that we are to be good stewards of what we already have. And if you bite more than you can chew, then I think uh, you lose credibility as a pastor, because then the congregation will uh, will see a pastor didn't consider all of the uh, you know, all of the outcomes. You didn't sit and talk to the board, if you have a church board. And so I, I think there's a lot of behind-the-scenes planning and prayer that has to go on before you can embark on a project of this magnitude. For instance, our project is valued at $3.5 million. And so that's a lot of money for a congregation our size. And so we knew with, you know, Pastor Ferreras and, and, and our apostle, Juan Ferreras, and, and the church board that we needed to be good stewards, and that was at the core of, of the planning. And, um, and so that's what I would tell pastors out there. So there's a lot of planning that goes in. I believe in your particular case, uh, when you purchased your property on the corner down from where your current church is, it was zoned uh, for your church use, but that zone zoning actually changed after the purchase. Am I correct in that? That is correct, Rich, and uh, we had a really great attorney that came in and helped us negotiate that. <laughs> and I think that was first you. that was Mr. Malk, if I remember <laughs> Mr. correctly. Mark and, <laughs> and, Mr. John um, Malk, uh, another great man of God, yes. And uh, we, we're coming up on a break, so we'll pick this up afterwards. But I, I do want the listeners to know um, that uh, finances, zoning, uh, and construction are such important issues for any church, and failure to really pay attention to them really can bring discredit and uh, division within the church. Coming up, we will talk further about Sonido de Alabanza's involvement with Mauk and Baker and how the congregation is continuing to reach others through their many ministry opportunities.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner with the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Pastor Ferraris and with Pastor Nava of Sanito de Alabanza in Cicero. Uh, Pastor Nava, we were talking a little bit about your uh, zoning experience and building the new church uh, before we went on break. Uh, give us the background. What happened in that situation? That was It didn't start out uh, smoothly. You are right. Uh, it did not. Uh, when the property down the street from where we are, it's a very beautiful corner property, was purchased, zoning happened to change uh, after the fact. And so we needed to go and, and uh, present our case as to, as to why we should be allowed under the uh, previous zoning to build a church facility. Now, we had purchased the property, I think it had been years before the zoning changed. So we had a really good case and argument. Uh, we ended up going to litigation. The court sent us back to the town. We, uh, it was very rocky at times. Um, and, and, and we just needed to, uh, with the guidance of the Lord and, 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 and great deal of patience, just use the law, understand the law, and uh, uh, just learn how to navigate it. And, and the outcome, I think, is what we all needed it to be. Uh, here we are now in the midst of uh, construction, but you're right. It was extremely rocky, and uh, some people, it was so rocky, some people thought that it would never get built. Uh, that's how, you know, dicey things got along the way. Well, when I was called in to actually do the zoning hearings, uh, the initial uh, conversations I had with the, the town uh, were very antagonistic. And um, in part, in reflection on it and, and in talking with you, uh, we see that part of it uh, was our problem in not understanding their uh, procedures. But part of it is something that happens so often with many uh, municipalities, and that's uh, towns don't really want churches oftentimes. Uh, and one of the reasons is because um, of the tax base. And so oftentimes there is antagonism on that. Um, in your case, you went back and uh, went before their zoning board for a special use. What happened when, when you did that? Well, when we went back to the zoning board and, and, and brought the case up with them, um, I, I, we needed to prove to them uh, that the church was going to be an asset to the community. And so part of what we said, too, if I recall correctly, is that this would be a community center of sorts that the town didn't have to pay for. And we set this on the heels of them building a new facility for, for town, uh, it's a town hall, and they are next to it, or, or, or they built with it a community center, which is beautiful, by the way, state-of-the-art. And so we said, look, that could be us as well. We can be a partner with you in serving the families of Cicero. And I believe those were arguments that helped us. Of course, Rich, uh, we, we had someone like you that, that come along uh, to help us out and, and sort through all of the, uh, the different legal uh, clauses and, 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 and things that we didn't always understand. But you're correct in, in saying that a lot of the times churches don't understand the process behind uh, construction, and, and that lack of knowledge can work against you, and it creates unnecessary delays. So it's not always on the towns and municipalities. A lot of times it's on us. Because we don't, in our case, we had never built anything from the ground up. So this was a brand new experience for the church. You know, you say that, and, and I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I believe that churches 
rather than coming in and thinking, I have a right to do this, really before the Lord, it's what shalom, what peace do we bring to this neighborhood? I think that's a yes. very, very important element. And, and that I think is correct. That, and that was part of our argument when we worked with Cicero. Um, I will say this. Um, uh, my experience with working with Cicero after we reset the clock, so to speak, um, was that they became very, very helpful ultimately in, in working with us because we needed variances and we needed certain um, special allowances in terms of parking and other things. And they were very helpful in, in uh, ultimately in working with us. So that negative actually turned into a positive. And I think a lot of it had to do with the Lord and, and working with them as believers and, and honoring them in their authority. I agree, Rich. Uh, taking a very humble posture and uh, honoring them as, as local political leaders and asking questions. I think a lot of the times as pastors, we, we don't really like to ask a lot of questions because we feel that we are submitting to somebody's authority wrongly. And, and we don't realize that they are called by the Lord to rule over us, if you will. And uh, it's the church's duty then to work alongside them and, and just learn to understand where they're coming from. And, but uh, you're right, the outcome has been fantastic. Uh, we've called them out for a few inspections now. Building is almost done. I think we're going to complete it in the next three to four months at most. And every inspection has been very positive. Uh, everything that they have requested, the uh, construction crews, the general contractor, has been able to meet, and uh, so the relationship ha- has not been better than now. I think it, this has been the, the best ever. That's, that's such a positive story. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malkin Baker. We're speaking with the pastors of Sanito de Alabanza, a church whose mission is to preach the gospel to the Hispanic community of Chicago and all of its suburbs, and that you have done. Now, I want to uh, turn, but, but just before we turn to, the, to discussing what the church is actually doing now, um, my recollection, and, and uh, Pastor Nava, if you uh, can confirm this, there was a point where we noticed that the village officials, or actually the town officials, actually turned and it became a positive thing where each party was helping the other party. Do you recall that when that meeting actually happened? I do recall that. This was on the third floor, actually, of the town yes. hall. Uh, we sat down with uh, the project manager of the village. Uh, we sat down with the deputy building director. You were in that meeting, Rich. I was there. We, I think we invited the architect as well. Uh, our own project manager. And the meeting just took a turn for the better. Uh, I, I believe that when they saw that we had a great team on our side, a team of individuals that know the law, uh, individuals that were counseling, counseling us properly. Uh, I, I think they, they, they saw that the church was not doing this on their own, and I think that's very important, Rich. And since that day, I, I've run into them, uh, so I go to town and do a lot of business there. They couldn't have been more gracious. You know, you say that, um, Pastor Sergio, but one, one member that, was, that we invited to that meeting was the Holy Spirit. And yes. I really believe that was an important aspect of his as well. I want to I turn from that. Um, the building is almost finished. When do you expect completion? We expect completion at, so it's slated for the end of October, uh, mid-November. 
It's been a long process, hasn't it? It has been a long process. So uh, just, just for our listeners, how long have you been in this building process? With, the, with this construction started officially May 14th of 2017. But it took us, I think it was five or six years to get to that point prior to that. And with, you know, part, we partly discussed all of the uh, steps that we had to take to get to this point. Uh, but I don't think people understand, Rich, that the property in the corner uh, was made up of two empty lots and a vacant building. And so we needed to demolish that building that was standing there. Then we found there were some underground tanks. So we ended up uh, having to, uh, you know, hire a company uh, to remove uh, those USTs. And then we, you know, the permitting process took another few months. And so it's been a long, long road, but we are so glad to be at this point. I want every listener, every pastor, every elder, everyone who's involved in a building project to understand that it takes a great deal more than than at first is thought for a church. Your, Your experience is not unusual. Uh, we're going to be running out of time, but I want our listeners to know a little bit about what you're doing currently and how they can get a hold of you. Well, right now, um, during the summer, we're running a uh, youth summer program. We call it the SDA Olympics, uh, where we do competition uh, from sports with uh, young people that are out of school from 7th grade to 12th grade. And uh, we do it every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and this is something that uh, we're keeping the youth busy, uh, doing positive activities like volleyball, basketball. Uh, we do a small, we do a small devotional with them and pray with them, but also uh, give them a snack and have them, uh, you know, know the church a little better in a different setting. And it's been a blessing, uh, outreaching uh, to the families that pass by. We've had families visit the church because of this program. Uh, you also have our, a men's ministry, yeah. I, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, we have women's ministry uh, and also men's ministry. Sergio is actually in charge of the men's ministry, doing a great job. Uh, men's camp is coming up now in August. And uh, what uh, if people want to get a hold of you and find out about the men's ministry or the men's camp coming up or how to get involved in the program, how would, uh, how would they get a hold of you? Well, you can find us on Facebook, Sonido de Alabanza. You could also go to our website. Uh, if you know Spanish, you could just do sonidodealabanza.com. Uh, I got a better better way to reach us. It's sdaus.org. Our number here is 708-780-1170. This is Rich Baker, and you've been listening to Lawyers for Jesus. We've been talking with the pastors at Sonido de Alabanza. If you're looking for a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at MalkBaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. We are a Christian law firm based in Chicago, and we serve churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. Call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. Again, that number, 312-726-1243. God bless you and have a wonderful day. I'm Rich Baker, partner with the firm of Malkin Baker. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody. 